Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Oh my god, happy Black Sabbath, Taylor. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Wait, is today Friday the 13th? Wow, what a blessed day for us to be telling you guys about the most exciting thing we've ever done in our entire lives. Okay, we had such a hardcore week. First of all, we went to World Dog Day. Woo! That was hosted by Lisa Vanderpump in West Hollywood, Mm -hmm. and it was so hot. It was very hot. I got a really bad sunburn on my back. I almost adopted a three-legged dog named Diana. But too many people (laughs) liked her, and I was afraid of COVID. So I was like, she's well-loved. Someone else can take Diana. Good for her. Also, could not get Ken away from us. Oh, my God. Ken just walking into every photo we were taking, carrying whoever replaced Jiggy. I think it's Harrison. Uh, You were very concerned about how calm Harrison was. He was just like perched on a table for so long. Laying flat on the table. He was doing, remember that? What was the trick? Planking. Like the dog was basically planking on a table. Like they put him down like he was a napkin and he was perfectly still. And they still had him in goddamn clothes. And it was a thousand degrees. The World Dog Day was on the surface of the sun. Fredo took a wet shit in a booth. Fredo took a wet shit in someone's booth. Listen, the human food was like outside of the of the ring of dog tents, right? They had like vendors that were selling mm-hmm. like cool dog things inside of the park. And then there was food trucks. Alyssa and I got very cute snow cones. And while we were trying to take a <laughs> selfie with our snow cones, Fredo yanked me away to go take a classic wet Fredo shit. And then we look up and we realize he's just like behind the desk of these poor gentlemen selling like human grade dog food. And they're going to and I cleaned it up the best I could, but honestly made their whole booth smell like shit. So then I had to embarrassingly walk around and be like, what are you selling? And and they were like, these are the they're like supposed to be like human food because that's what dogs like so there's like potato chips and jerky and stuff and they had samples and i gave one to fredo and he immediately spit it at back <laughs> up on the ground and i bought a bag anyway because i felt so bad about the hot shit that was very nice of you fredo was not cool at all in that moment <laughs> no he was such a loser but he was he was a very good model boy for all of the photo ops right he he was extremely good and (laughs) there's two pictures of him from the beginning of the day and the end of the day after we picked him up like a thousand times for multiple different photo opportunities and he looks so tired he's like i'm not i'm not doing pictures anymore thank you (laughs) yeah he was very tony in that moment he was like i'm done with the pictures it was a very here's what i'll say lisa vanderpump if you're listening which you probably are at very catered towards small dogs. Very mm-hmm. much a small dog bias party. Everything was so that you could pick up your dog and your boy is like 60 pounds. So <laughs> I had a, such an arm workout that day. And one of the photographers was like, can you pick him up? And I was like, we're going to fucking try. Yeah. I need a portrait. And you guys, have they're all for small dogs, you assholes. 
<laughs> big dogs need to be rescued too. Yeah, all the, they and they were like, selling clothes that were all for tiny dogs. I Imagine. know the clothes were five dollars, and I was like, why can't we get it in a bigger size? It was so upsetting. They should have had like a chair for the big dogs to sit in in the photos. Yeah, it just so like, wasn't a super inclusive event on that front. But then <laughs> we saw we we got there wicked early and. We got there, like, before the dogs got there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then the cast started trickling in. And, man, is Raquel the most beautiful person I've seen on the face of my life? I can't even say the phrase right because she's so stunning. You guys, spoiler alert, they're all hot, including Tom Schwartz. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I get it. Like, if this person talked to me in real life, I'd be like, wow, I'm so lucky. He's hot and he's very tall. Yeah. Everyone, everyone on Vanderpump Rules, 10 feet tall. Like, shockingly tall. Um, shockingly tall. But specifically, yes, Raquel. So Raquel had Grant. Is that her puppy's name? Uh, good. I don't know. I'm pretty that, sure that's that her puppy's really name. Really beautiful golden doodle thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we were trying to get a picture with her, and then everyone kind of crowded around her and James. And she, first of all, has tiny little toothpick legs with, like, beautiful calf muscles like um, mm-hmm. I'm so jealous of her calf muscles and she was wearing wedges and she was wearing this like see-through sheer off the shoulder mini dress that was like white sheer with polka dots right yeah and she looked Great details oh thank you so much it was like one of the best moments of my life until we <laughs> went to the bachelor in paradise premiere which we'll tell you about in a second and so I, we were trying to get in there and some woman was being really weird and annoying and like standing between us and her and her dog started playing with Fredo and we were like perfect it's the perfect opportunity we're gonna get ourselves in there but it was like awkward because everyone was asking her for pictures so we tried to like panic take a selfie in the sun and then what did she do Taylor she was like no 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 you guys come here and pulled us into the tent where the cast was staying to be out of the sun like the little glamazons that they are mm-hmm. and then she re-angled us to take a more flattering selfie and she wanted to be in between us and she put her hands oh no she put her hands on our backs and then Alyssa just very very quickly and very deadpan goes sorry I'm so sweaty <laughs> <laughs> and she was like oh and then I turned around to say, like, I meant to be like, thank you for taking the picture. Like, that was really sweet of you or we're really big fans. And all I could get out was, you're so, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's I crazy. Was like, I was speechless. I was, like, nervous because you try, you just don't want to, like, bother people. You want to yeah. make it as, like, quick as possible. But then you also really want to convey, like, oh, my God, you're just so, you're so stunning. And then you very classily and very appropriately went and congrats on your engagement and you really saved the whole social engagement oh thank you it was so funny too because like she's not even the most person like the i i shouldn't be the most starstruck by her but i i was just like so surprised that she was so elegant and like put together and calm and sweet and the power dynamic was totally off because there was like a thousand people trying to ask her for a picture yeah and James was there, and he was hot, too, and I've never thought he was hot. Yeah. It was just a lot of, yeah, they were fucking gorgeous. And Fredo really made up for the wet shit moment by playing with her dog. Yeah. I was like, this is great. So I also have a picture of her and James's dog and Fredo's dog, like, kind of kissing, which is very cute. So he knew he knew what he had to do, and I did appreciate that. Lisa was there, and she looks like a Disneyland princess. Like, not even – I don't even know if it's in a good way. She just look, She just dresses like a princess, like a gardening princess. That's what I was <laughs> – <laughs> 
she's beautiful, but I was like, I don't know about this outfit, Lisa. It's kind of crazy. It was so. a lot. Yeah, it definitely seems like like a really amazing costume. Yeah. Like, it seems like a very expensive, very high-end costume, but she's not at a Renaissance fair. She's at, like, a crazy fairy tea party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but she did look good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been – I feel like what she was wearing also, again, looked very hot. Yeah. Big, big, big hat and, like, lots of flowing layers. Um, but, yeah, we hung out. We sweated a lot. We took a lot of pics, and uh, we saved the dogs. <laughs> so that was our weekend. Yes. And then the end of this week. Oh, my God. We got to go to. Okay, let's talk about this invite first. <laughs> I get an invite, and it says you and a guest are invited to the Bachelor in Paradise slash Ultimate Surfer premiere. Mm-hmm. We're going to be screening Bachelor in Paradise and the ultimate surfer. Mm-hmm, correct. So obviously freak the fuck out. We're mm-hmm. super excited. It's in Santa Monica. It's nearby. We are stressing so much about our outfits pretty much all week. We have a classic espresso martini before we hit the road. We mm-hmm. show up. Alyssa was our DD, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the the hotel that the bungalow is at is stunning. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It, they have like a huge like Lion King circle of life tree in their courtyard that is like, who? I go, who put this tree here? And Alyssa goes, the hotel. But the tree was amazing. <laughs> and they had like a big blue carpet that had a fuck ton of people from Bachelor Nation. And oh, yeah. these big coconuts with supposedly alcoholic drinks in them. I don't think had, there was alcohol. I have to say. Were, yeah, it's, see, it's always hard for me to tell with rum. And I am hungover this morning, but it's probably from the Palomas that I had later from the real bar. And that one Heineken I had to say I had a Heineken. Yeah, I am not hungover because I was the DD. And after the coconut, I didn't really finish a drink. So I don't – that's my test for there being no alcohol. But the coconuts were branded with the ABC logo, which I was very impressed by. And they were whole coconut. Like, I fucking love coconuts. And I, like, treat (laughs) myself to a coconut every once in a while. Have you done this? Like, if a Thai restaurant sells – whole coconuts like I get them or when oh I go to Trader Joe's I will get myself a coconut and you drink all the coconut water and then you take a spoon and you eat the coconut meat and so it was so against everything in my body to after I was done drinking the drink to go throw the coconut away <laughs> I sh- hated doing it you should have kept it I was like there's no meat in there Taylor put it in the trash <laughs> <laughs> I was low-key, like, a little mad. Like, look, I've worked on other TV shows at different broadcast networks, and I've been to, like, rap parties, and I was like, no one's ever fucking given any show I've worked on a branded coconut. Like, I was so upset about it. (laughs) They spent so much money on this fucking Ultimate Surfer situation. Anyway, keep going, keep going. Well, and they also spent so much money on it that, like, the bartenders weren't even accepting tips at that point. I know. I was, like, I was like, where is your tip jar? And they went, don't worry about it. We're being taken care of. And I was like, yo, Mickey Mouse is tipping you? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so that's how much money they threw at this. You don't even need to tip the bartenders who are serving you your branded coconut. Um but they had a cute little blue carpet and a nice little runway that we obviously snuck onto later when it was officially closed and took pictures of. But it was so fun to like start seeing people from afar. And it was a fun mix of 
there was like it was like a little scavenger hunt because it was a bunch of people from Bachelor Nation, but then also a bunch of people from the surfer show who yeah. were also hot and like also very LA. And so there would be so many people on the red carpet that I'd be like, Who the fuck is that? And then all of a sudden I would be like, That's Mike. It's Mike. Yeah. <laughs> He's there. Oh my god, it's Hannah. That's Hannah. Oh my and god, you like guys. A surfer, a surfer, and then Hannah. We saw Kenny on the blue carpet. And I turned around and walked across the venue. I like could not handle it. I had to walk away for a moment. Like I was like, no, he's here. (laughs) Oh my God. It was wild. So we're We're like bopping around. Yeah. Yeah, you go, you go, you take it. And we're like, okay, okay, cute. They're doing their carpet. Maybe we could like get a picture with one of them, whatever. We're kind of trying not to be too thirsty because it's their event. And we're standing on the side. And what happens? But the cat guy. The fucking cat guy from Katie's season, Connor. He's like walking past us and he makes a beeline for Taylor and he goes, oh my God, you're on Dave. And he was like, hi, I'm Connor. And we were like, we know. <laughs> like, we know. You're on The Bachelorette. And he's like, I'm such a huge fan of yours. And I was like, we're huge fans of yours. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? Get out of the conversation, Alyssa. <laughs> um, and he was like, don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you. And we were like, we're trying to talk to all of you. Like, please don't worry. We'll be here for the rest of our lives if you want. And so yeah, he had to like on call for you, Connor. Yeah. So that was magical. I was like, wow, that was really great. And then we go to sit down for the screening. And we fully think we're going to watch the first episode of Bachelor in Paradise before all you normal people out there, like one week early. And we'll have to sit on we all the We were so smug about it. Alyssa yes. was popping her popcorn in her mouth. And I was taking selfies. I pull up my notes pad. Like, let's do this. Wells is there. Mm-hmm. He walks up to the stage. And someone's like, hoot, hoot. And he's like, shut up, Sarah. Because Sarah Highland, his fiance, was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And Wells tells us what Alyssa welcome to the premiere of the ultimate surfer (laughs) the show that's so good they gave it a three-hour time slot on tv (laughs) and I was like I'm sorry are we gonna sit through three hours of surfing right now and they start and I was like oh good they're gonna play bachelor in paradise they're like we're gonna do bachelor in paradise first and then we're gonna watch the ultimate surfer and we're like great good good great I'll sit through the ultimate surfer if I get to see the goods they play the trailer that's already out online for Bachelor in Paradise. And that's it. That's all that we saw. That's it. That's it, you guys. That's it. Not so cool being famous anymore, huh? No. We just, we just went and watched the trailer on a big screen. And I can't tell you the levels of deception that happened. They had two huge banners flanking mm-hmm. the screen. One of which said Bachelor in Paradise. The other of which said The Ultimate Surfer. But all we watched was the ultimate surfer. Mm-hmm. And they made the cast of Bachelor in Paradise sit in the front row in these like big comfy couches and they made them watch it. Yeah, Which they is did. crazy. They had clearly been instructed that it was rude to leave for the ultimate surfer. So that was pretty funny. Um, I will say, as we, as we move into like the more exciting portion of the night, I just wanted to say, and I don't know if we talked about this and I don't know if you felt the same way, but... Uh, Aaron Coscarelli was announcing the ultimate surfer and then they did like a little game afterwards and she called up Mike Johnson to the stage from The Bachelor, right? And she goes, your Bachelor uh, Nation alum. Like she paused, right? Mm -hmm. And then 
Um, they said that he was a judge on this season of The Ultimate Surfer. And I was like, are they going to announce that he's The Bachelor soon? Like, it seemed like she accidentally said he was The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah it seemed like a big, it seemed like a big fuck up. I do remember noticing that. And also, should be noted, he is so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. He's so gorgeous <laughs> in real life. It's insane. Uh, and very tall and just so beautiful. And his being there in the first place, like he was on the carpet for a really long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And was he in, I don't think he was in this season of Bachelor in Paradise, was he? Um, I Not that I know of, but again, we right. didn't see any of it, so I wouldn't yeah, be no, able we, to tell um, you. <laughs> we didn't see Bachelor in Paradise, so I can't exactly say. But it did feel, and, and yeah, bringing him up as the judge, and he was, I don't know. I think, also, wait, I think, by the way, he like didn't stick around afterwards when we were hanging out with everyone else, which makes oh, me yeah. think like he's doing press for something. Yeah. Oh, oh, I noticed. Believe me, I noticed. So they do like their weird games at the beginning and the listener are like, okay, great. I guess we're going to watch a surfer show. And we did politely watch the majority of the surfer Mm -hmm. show. But then at the very end, had to go use the restroom. But then we're walking back up and we see a bunch of the publicists from ABC who are all publicists on the show. And we got to chat with them and ask them to take pictures of us on the blue carpet. And that was super fascinating because they were like, they were super cool and like candid with us. And they were like, do you, how did you feel about Katie? And we like spilled all of our opinions about Katie, which you guys already know. And they were like, yeah, it's just really fascinating. Like we get, we get to like work so intimately with her and now with her and Blake and she's just really being like herself. Like she, it was very important to her to like stay authentic to herself throughout the whole process. And like sometimes it rubbed people the wrong way, but it was cool to not see somebody like feel like they were playing a character or like code switch when they were on or off camera like she mm-hmm, was just her mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting tidbit which wait by the way I have to pause and just give Taylor and all the actresses and actors out there credit because my god doing a step and repeat especially at nighttime is fucking terrifying you know like in a movie when there's like an alien landing right and they and the government's like investigating it before everything goes wrong and there's all these like crazy like FBI agents out in a field and they set up these huge like fucking floodlights like so they can see in a field in pitch black darkness at night that's the lighting of the Stefan repeat and like you're the alien and everyone's like look yeah. at they go this way that way turn that way like whatever it was terrifying I've never done that before and I was like oh there's no way I can succeed at this yeah you nailed it though our picks are cute well, thank you so much but, but I, yeah it's yeah. I love the shot because it is so horribly anxiety inducing and then I always feel like my clothes are see-through I like have a panic yeah. attack that everybody's gonna just like see my nipples or something because like, it's so it's just a glaring light yeah um but okay let's get to the juicy stuff okay we take our blue carpet pictures we use the restroom on the way out of the restroom we bump into a fully unmasked I keep calling her Jasenia, but it's Jasenia. just Jasenia Jasenia. I think so. Yeah. Jasenia. And then we go back into the after party, and that's when things get really, really good because the publicist that we became BFFs with turns to us and goes, Who do you want to see? Who do you need to meet? And we both in unison go, Kenny. Yeah. Like, we have to meet Kenny. <laughs> and she goes, stay right here. We're going to go freaking find Kenny. And they, she found Kenny and, like, delivered him to us on a silver platter. And it was 
spectacular. Alyssa, what was it like meeting oh the man of your dreams? Oh, my God, you guys. It was so, like, she was like, stay right here. I'm going to bring him to you. It's so like when your friend in, like, a middle school dance is like, I'm going to go talk to him and bring him over here. It was yes. just, like, the anticipation was too much. And he was so handsome and so calm. And he had yeah. his shirt unbuttoned just enough that I could see his wonderful, colorful tattoos. And mm. he comes over to us and he's like so polite he takes a picture with us we're chatting it up with him he said you know we're like look we talk a lot of shit on this podcast taylor's like really talking him up she goes we've never said a bad word about you and and i was like it's obviously because you're my future husband like what are we talking about let's get married um and then he's like oh that's so nice uh you guys, you know, you might not feel that way after you watch Bachelor in Paradise. And I was like, no, no, no. Shh. Like, whatever you did, I stand. Like, I was just so prepared to excuse any of his behavior. Um, what else? He talked to us about his boy band, like, manager career, which was very sweet and seemed cool. Also, the most shocking thing, um, he told us he's 40 years old, you guys. 40. He looks so Four, good. Zero. And he was, and I was inches from his face, let me tell you. There's no way. I ugh, was so close to this man. And he is stunning. He's stunning. And 40. I was like, what is your skincare routine? And he just laughed. And I was like, no, I'm. what is your skincare routine? What's going on? Uh, then, as we're talking to him. Yeah. Alyssa then starts to hype me up to like because it's always about me and was like actually Taylor's an actor and she's on a show and he was like oh I know who you are Connor was talking to me about you and he's like and he's right behind you and wants to join the conversation the publicist came over and was like Connor and Trey are waiting to talk to you guys when you're done talking to Kenny we were like they're waiting to talk to us like why don't they just get in here this is their premiere it's wild we turn around they're like fangirling over Taylor and it became very quickly apparent that Taylor was the most famous person at the premiere and they were all like couldn't believe that they got to talk to her it was the best dynamic ever like it It took away any anxiety yeah it was to go from like us at the beginning like just like trying to like beg someone very quickly for a picture when we get there we're like we don't want to get in the way to like then people were taking pictures with us at the end it was so lit and connor at one point was like I do think you're the most famous person here. <laughs> yeah, but it was true. Like, I was looking around the crowd expecting to have, you know, some, even just like a TikTok influencer or something. There was nada. And also, not Aside to from Sarah too, Highland. Yeah, Sarah but Highland she's, was you know, still there. like, obviously, date. Yeah. So that would be like, except for Tony, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but. So I, you know, you go to these things and you're, you do, you try your best to dress up and for us normal people, not Taylor, cause she's a pro at this. And you're like, you get there and you're like, this is the best I can do myself. And then you get knocked down a few pegs cause everyone's so gorgeous. Not the case at this premiere, you guys, like <laughs> quite a few normal looking women. And I was like, we might be the two like best dressed people outside of the cast here. Like we did a pretty good job. And I think they and noticed remember, that. And we went with our like slightly more cash options yes. too, which is not to brag, but I'm bragging. Okay. But so we were quickly swarmed by Aaron and Trey and Connor. Can I say though that Aaron like played it cool and was like always just like skimming the outskirts of our conversation, like never directly spoke to us, which bumped me out. Mm-hmm. He like truly, I had him hold a phone to take a picture of us at one point, but he was like there, also very cute. Um, and then Trey, 
like went from fangirling over me and like we take a picture together we're fangirling then i turn and i start talking to connor and trey just goes so hard on hitting on Alyssa. so spoiler alert we either think trey doesn't find love in paradise or is a fucking scumbag but i, I think that's the first one and he was so into Alyssa. tell the people what he offered you he goes he goes, at first I was wearing a black dress, and he goes, the black is working on you. And I was like, well, excuse me, am I being hit on <laughs> by a bachelor? Contestant? And he goes, would you ever want to do the show? I could I could talk to a producer for you. And I was like, oh, oh no, no, I'm a writer. Uh, like, I, you know, he was supposed to be looking at me. Like, I stumbled over my I words like, so much. You're offered, do you want to go on the show instead of going, I have a boyfriend? You go, oh, I'm a writer. <laughs> That would ruin my career. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is true. I don't know why that wasn't the first thing out of my mouth. Maybe it's because Kenny was still standing to the left of me. Oh, yeah. We could say it's, it's, we were not, we were not so forthcoming with the fact that we were a couple of taken birds. You know what I mean? We were, we were laughing at bad jokes. We were leaning in close. We were gathering, we are journalists, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The second we got there, I turned to Alyssa and I was like, I'll be single if it gets someone on the podcast. You know what I mean? And to be fair, we also did text Mike and Tony in our little thread and we were like, buckle up, boys. This is this is danger zone. But as we're doing all of that, Trey is just fully hitting on Alyssa. I'm like talking to Connor and Kenny at the same time. Oh, this was insane. Kenny goes, can I get you a drink to anybody in the group? And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that Kenny is going to get me a drink right now. And I was like, yes, Kenny, please go to the bar and get me a fucking drink. Uh, I want a Paloma and everybody in the circle except for Alyssa is like stunned like I just made up a word and I was like oh it's like is that cra-? like I just want a Paloma and they go what is that and I was like aren't you all like adults like it's a it's just <laughs> grapefruit and tequila and he was like oh okay okay great and he like leaves and then I turned to Connor and Connor goes oh that's called a catching feelings like that's on the menu and it's a bachelor in paradise Thanks, drink and it's called a catching feeling. And I go, okay, Connor, I'm a fucking adult. It's called a Paloma. I'm like, what do you mean? It's called a catching feelings. And You're a grown man. It's a tequila grapefruit. Get over it. I ordered they, a drink like, could so I could have that. Kenny bring me a drink, even though I was the DD. I ordered a white wine and then you go, she's the DD. And he goes, why are you drinking wine? And I'm like, cause I'm in love with you. I don't know. None of this makes sense. <laughs> And when he comes back, I like still could not get over. I was like, thank you, Kenny, for getting me my drink. And then the publicist, one of the publicists comes over and goes, hey, they want to do like a full cast photo. So we're trying to like wrangle everybody. And by this point, Tammy has come over to the group. Jasenia has come over to the group, both of them stunning. I introduced myself to both of them and said, I love you. You're beautiful. And so the publicist is wrangling them. Alyssa and I are standing there with our drinks. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to go with them wherever they're going. And we followed (laughs) the whole cast outside where they gathered with everybody else, including Victoria. And uh, on our way, Alyssa throws her white wine into a bush. Yeah, I did. It was a real pro move. So she still had her glass, which was good for like chatting, but just was completely empty. 
And they, it was a smart move because not only were we like gathered with the whole cast of Bachelor Nation who was there. Sorry, a fucking fly just flew into my microphone. Oh, I'm no. telling a story. Uh, they took us to a, a like corner of the party where there were photo booths, which I had not seen before. So while all of the cast was taking pictures in one photo booth, Alyssa and I would just be in the other photo booth taking pictures of just us. Oh my and it was God. awesome. And while we're doing that, we see Victoria, who has had like a costume change. Like when mm -hmm. we saw her earlier on the carpet, she was in a floral dress mm -hmm. and then she switched into a little black number. And we were once again talking to Cat Guy Connor and I was like, we got to go talk to Victoria. And he it was like, oh, yeah, she'd love that. Just go. Just go talk to her. So then what happened, Alyssa? What happened <laughs> Okay, so we're like, hi, oh my god, you dyed your hair blonde, you look so beautiful. She did look really beautiful in person. She had no sty, the sty was resolved, like, it was great, okay? And I was like, I, I honestly was kind of like starting to feel a little bad about the way that she got treated. And the, the internet's just brutal, TV's brutal. I tried to do the step and repeat and immediately was like, Victoria doesn't deserve to be bullied, you know? So um, we're talking to her. This fucking photographer who, like, weirdly took a liking to me and I was trying to run away from all night, like, comes over and is like, do the three of you want a picture? And we're like, yes, absolutely. So he takes a picture of us and he's like, send me your social. I'll send you the photograph through there. He goes to look up Victoria and can't find her. And she goes, mm, that means I blocked you. Did you say something mean about me? <laughs> And he was like, no, no. And can I say that this guy all at once didn't seem like he would be a troll, but yet kind of sort of seemed like maybe he would. Yeah. Like, you just never know. Like, who is a troll? You know what I mean? And she, so she's next to, I'm in the middle, Victoria's to my right, and Alyssa's to my left. And she's gets so sus of this guy. Victoria's yeah. like not into it. And can I also say she talks exactly like she talks on TV, mm -hmm. which I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no, in terms of, just physically her voice like it, she's not putting anything on she's no. like well it seems like you said something mean about me and I blocked you and he's like no 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 and then passes the phone to me I type in my name and it comes up and she goes hmm interesting <laughs> and then passes it to Alyssa and Alyssa comes up and she's like mm, mm hmm and Victoria grabs my arm and like squeezes it like we're too best buddies that go way way back and mm -hmm. we're experiencing something awkward which I know because I did that to Alyssa when the first thing happened the photographers was already fucking it up I had grabbed Alyssa's arm and squeezed it so, so at this moment at this moment I in my mind was like oh my god we are going to redeem Victoria so hard on our pod tomorrow like she's gonna we're gonna talk about her feelings and like it's gonna be a girl bonding moment and like it's gonna be so amazing okay keep going then this photographer like couldn't read the room like leave us alone. we had just gotten to where we were just wanting to talk to her and he just like was taking so long with Alyssa's because he was obsessed with her and then pulls out he was like thanks for the photo guys um here's just a couple of things I want you to read and he pulls out a list from his camera bag that's in the tiniest font you've ever seen <laughs> of like 10 things to remember and it's like Number one, start your day with gratitude. Number two, say something nice to somebody. Like, just a weird, like, positivity list that, like, so not the vibe. I don't know when the vibe for that list is, but, like, now know. is not the fucking moment, photographer, dude. And then Victoria so obviously takes a fake phone call. 
She just picks up her phone and like slams it against her head and goes, hey, baby, where are you? And starts like aimlessly walking around and like runs away from us, which made me so annoyed at this photographer guy. It made me bummed out that Victoria would do that because we were coming at her with such positive girl energy. Uh, but she like cl- clearly like couldn't handle the situation. But I'm pissed that she thinks that we were team photographer because I could have not been less team photographer. Uh, and I did. You thinks. could just. <laughs> I know. I know. You could just tell. I mean, in the moments that we were complimenting her, she, in the seconds that we got to talk to her, she was like, "People are so mean online. Like people are so." She was like, "I was so worried about what my boobs were going to look like or what I was going to look like because like you know people are so yeah. mean." And it was a it was a glimpse into the like, oh shit, like. People are fucking savage, and especially with a villain like that. And so, and you could tell the rest of the cast was like, chill with her. Um, but it was such a weird moment. Also, so by the way, I just have to say, like, she got, and we never supported this, but like, people ripped her body to shreds. Like, they made fun of her weight and all this shit. She's a fucking million times more beautiful than any of the people who were talking about that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so She's hard to be on camera. So gorgeous. Like, if and you so saw like, her walk through a bar, you'd be like, that's one of the most beautiful girls at this bar. Like, truly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she walked past us at the beginning of the night before we even got to talk to her, Alyssa was like, oh my God, she looks look stunning like we were very like everybody was beautiful um and it was also so funny to see like we've joked about I think both Connor and Trey came off on the show as very like corny for Uh lack of a better word like very like boyishly corny and to see them like with their very like aggressive hitting on sort of energy was like such a funny peek behind the curtain. It's like, oh, all of you are also still dudes. Like you're still you're still a bunch of horn dogs, which is so fun to see. Except for fucking Kenny, who could not have been more of a like stoic king amongst just children. It's My God, he's wise with age, you know. I also wanted to say I forgot. Kenny told us about the bunking situation in Bachelor in Paradise, and it was amazing. Right. So he was like. I, you know, we watch the show and I'm like, what's the, what's up with the bugs? Like, this looks like a nightmare to sleep in. Like, can you tell us? And he's like, oh, it's a nightmare. He goes, so me, Connor, and grocery store Joe shared a room. And grocery store Joe immediately gets to our room. He's like, there's two bunk beds literally outside. Like, there's no walls. There's just an overhang. You are sleeping outside. And then he's like, and then there's a bed in inside an actual room. And grocery store Joe goes, that's my bed. I slept there last time on Paradise, so that's my bed. And we're like, okay. Um, and then he goes, me and Connor, like, bunk outside. <laughs> Excuse me. And he's like, there's bugs everywhere. It's so fucking hot all the time. And he's like, Connor would not fucking stop playing music the entire time. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I know. I'm with you. I'm fucking with you. No ukulele, like, after dinner. Like, honestly, we need some rules. I just want to say, like, I'm, I was so proud of myself for reading that characteristic, like, correctly about Connor. True, true. Um, also, tell them what Jasenia t- said to you. Oh, yeah. I was like, how, you know, how is Paradise? Did you have fun? And she was like, it's honestly brutal. Like, what they don't show is that you're hot as fuck, you're sleep deprived. Like she's like literally the second you step out of your bedroom, you're sweating. She's like, you're sleep deprived, you're dehydrated, you're wasted, and there's bugs all over everything. And I was like, no, honestly, that's Ew. that's pretty much what it looks like to me. Like, you know, like I'm surprised yeah. that you guys can be hot. And she was like, thank you so much. <laughs> she's like, it was really hard. As if oh, she had gone through God. like a war or something. It was very sweet. 
she was so gorgeous. And Tammy was in like a crazy cool like two piece dress thing. They looked amazing. I will say I am now like obviously so invested in this goddamn season of Bachelor Mm -hmm. in Paradise that they wouldn't let us watch. And I am like very high key invested in Connor now because I feel like we're fucking best buds also i think so deeply connected to connor i think he thought he had a chance with you like absolutely (laughs) and so i'm like if you come out of fucking paradise as a fiance and then i saw you act that way around taylor i'm gonna tell the internet like for sure (laughs) i wonder i don't i wonder if he i want i just am so invested now because he also feels like he's got a uh, something to prove to the audience in terms of this like whole kissing thing. Oh, and he said we got to the bottom of the the girl volunteer mm-hmm. kissing situation at the men tell all. He said that at the begin he didn't know that they were going to pull somebody from the audience to kiss him. He just thought they were going to razz on him like the whole time. But after they filled up the audience, somebody, a producer came out and asked for volunteers and the woman who kissed him was a volunteer. So in that sense, she was like sort of cast to do it, but there wasn't like a big runway up to it where there was like a casting call or anything of that nature. Um, and he was like, but she's hot. She's really nice. We've chatted. And I was like, do you hang out? Do you still chat? And he was like, no. And then I re- I'm looking back. That was a stupid question because he went to literal paradise. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I just want to say everyone was extremely nice and welcoming to us. And like, I immediately felt bad about anything bad I've said about them on the podcast. And it was all in good fun. And like, I really appreciated it. And Kenny, Kenny DM'd me and said, thanks for teaching me about the Paloma. No. Yes. Yeah. I'm shocked. Wow. I know. Also, I also want to say that it's like, anytime you feel bad for anyone who, after they're on The Bachelor, especially the guys, like. It would be so easy to hook up with literally any girl if you've been on The Bachelor. Like, them yeah. just being like, you're pretty enough to be on the show. I was like, I am? Do I have to give you a blowjob now? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's such an easy, like, trick to have in your back pocket for, for any social situation. Yeah. yeah. Also, they all are all good-looking. Like, yeah. They're all good-looking. They all have been told that they're good. They all have big game. Like, they all they were all very, like, suave. Like, men and women, they were all – they all had, like, a nice – about them and it yeah. was so fun and they were very yeah they were super welcoming like when we truly crashed their whole like group photo experience <laughs> no one was mean about it no. so that's pretty nice but man what a night what a night uh i think those were all of the juicy deets right yeah i think so um wow it was it was a rush. I didn't go to bed until like 1.30 in the morning because of it. Oh, my gosh. I came home and just immediately, like before the door even opened, I was like, Tony, yeah. so many stories. And his like energy was at such a different place. But I just like made him. I sat at the end of the bed while he was laying in bed and told the entire story from beginning to end. Wow. After already texting him highlights. So, <laughs> wow. This guy. What a, what a keeper. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Do you want to talk about Black Sabbath or do you want to talk about uh, Erica Jane? Um, uh, let's, you pick. Uh, let's do Erica Jane. Okay. What's happening? Whoa. What is going on? <laughs> First, I have to say shout out to Kathy Hilton for being like, I eat Del Taco, but I also do Ruth's Chris. And I'm like, yeah, that is the best version of my life. Kathy, get it. Take care I of the girls. I didn't know what Ruth's Chris was until this year. 
And oh my when I said that, Tony was like blown away. Because my friend Carol, who's been on the pod, got a job there t- for a couple <gasps> months and then she quit. Shut up. How yeah, did I was, just find this out now? Wow. I know. It was it was like right at the it was a couple months ago at this point. I don't know. So many so many of my friends are like hopping from restaurant job to restaurant job because the whole restaurant scene is like so insane right now post shutdown. It's like impossible. But she was working at Ruth's Chris and I was like, "Oh, I've never heard of that." And then Tony was like, "Okay, funny bit." And then it was one of those things where once I was told what it was, I now see it everywhere including this episode. Um I also think Kathy Hilton had a fucking phenomenal moment when the women were like, listen, I've known Erica for years. And then Kathy goes, I don't know her. (laughs) The L.A. Times article came out and Kathy Hilton does not know Erica. No, like that is (laughs) such impressive disassociating. I am blown away. I don't know her like. So this episode, we see the L.A. Times article that basically threw Alyssa and I into and the world into this crazy tizzy last October when we did our very first pod, like kind of walking through the whole thing. Like we we like spotlighted the the whole thing and it was so satisfying to finally see the cast read it Mm -hmm. the day after Erica left. My question is Erica could have had a heads up that it LA times like takedown piece was coming, but do you think she knew it was coming that day? Um, from what I've heard from other or from other situations like that when there's a big article coming I think you know that there's a window I don't think they tell you like this is dropping at this time on this day you know what I mean so So you're just kind of like freaking the fuck out a little bit yeah I think she got lucky because she's already unraveling earlier in this episode and in last week's episode she like said too much she like revealed Tom was calling her and that they were communicating when she shouldn't have on camera so she's there's clearly like so many cracks in this like disguise and this whole thing that she's trying to put on So she's lucky she left early because of that, because like girl was not going to be ready to answer all of the questions that were going to come from this L.A. Times piece. And now we're seeing finally a trickle of doubt amongst the women and the rest of the cast to what's going on and what she was knowledgeable, knowledgeable, what she knew about. Yeah. What did you think of Garcelle pointing out that the women who'd been on the cast for longer with Erica went to go comfort her versus who was left over sitting inside with Garcelle? I thought that that had something to do with the relationship with production, because if there was really a fight um, with the producers that we didn't see, there is got to be a very different relationship with the show with that original sort of cast that's been on it much longer Mm -hmm. so if that's part of the fight or and part of the issue that erica is having i could see the more long-term members of real housewives of beverly hills coming to her aid because and then those three girls that were left were the newer cast members and the newer friends so that as awkward as it would be to be in that situation i think that's how i sort of justified it in my mind yeah, um, I didn't. It didn't strike me as as nefarious as Garcelle uh, was reading it, and it's also just like I mean, they don't know the whole story at that point. If you're, even if you're not that good of friends with her, you've been through a lot of stuff with this woman on your show, like, and she's having a breakdown. Like, someone yeah. has to go comfort her, you know. So it was yeah, interesting to me that Garcelle read it that way. Yeah, I could see. I mean, and Garcelle's got to be on edge because of everything that had happened earlier in the sure. day. So I could just see feeling really self-conscious and, and frustrated if I'm Garcelle um, and sort of lost. And it is 
it is I'm loving like how meta this is getting and how and that uh, even Sutton pointing out like we're being put in a bad position yeah we're being put we're being labeled as her supporters and like I'm not sure that that's a good thing for us to be right now like we need to really gather as much information as we can because we're gonna look ignorant and maybe even downright evil if we're just sitting here like throwing parties for Erica Knowing what we know now. Also, so I could see. I think yeah. Sutton is like, I don't want to be fucking called to testify. You know, like, I don't want oh. to be included in how she spends her money just because I'm with her on the show. I want to make it very clear that I'm not benefiting from this. She, I mean, she went from giving her, she rented out an entire spa for Erica. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I, I've had some problems with Sutton. I didn't think that she handled her conversation with Krista, Crystal very well. Um, but I am very intrigued by her perspective on all of this. And it's so needed. Well, and also it made freaking like, and I've said positive things about Kyle. I really enjoy watching Kyle, who is still a very like deeply flawed person. Kyle was like doing the thing where she was asking Sutton things that like Sutton can't even totally no mm-hmm. like Kyle go read the article first of all you just I'm under the impression that Kyle skimmed the article and then mm-hmm. is just asking questions but to see Kyle be like and then what well where is the money where is the money and Sutton's like I don't know Kyle but he doesn't have it anymore and then Kyle's like, well could, could she go to jail Erica couldn't go to jail and, and Sutton's like yeah Erica could go to jail if she's if it's her LLC like to watch Kyle do the exact opposite and just like asking all of these like really broad questions and set and be like we need to be smart about this like we do need to read the whole article at nauseam like we need to be asking tough questions and we can't just be going oh I feel so bad for Erica does she need a bag of snacks before (laughs) she leaves I agree it's Um, like crazy it's interesting to me that Sutton simultaneously said, like, I didn't know I was a minor league baseball team owner. But also, like, her perspective is if you have an LLC, like, you know what's going into that LLC. Yes. The devil himself can put money in that LLC, and it is your responsibility. And yeah. I do think my va- very vague understanding of it is that – and, and we've said this, that's like what's so damning about the article is that to say millions and millions of dollars were transferred into the EJ Entertainment LLC does show that, Aly- that Alyssa, oh my God, that Erica had to be aware of that because that is solely her financial responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's a super complicated thing. It's not an offshore account. Like that's just your business account. Like that's a fancy way of saying this is your business account. So like I have, I have an LLC like as an actor and I, it's just like, it's like you're, it's, it's an app. You could see it on your fucking phone. If Tom Girardi put $20 million in my LLC, I would see it and it would be mine. Like that's, it's, it's just like, seems like a pretty simple interaction. That's going to be a lot harder to convince people that you didn't see. And it's a number, it's an amount of money that is also not something that you don't ask questions about. Right. Yeah, I guess. So here's the thing. I still feel, and the way that Erica is acting and talking about this is convincing me otherwise. But if we never saw essentially her interactions on this show, 
I still still would understand how she would think my husband is one of the most famous lawyers in the state of California. He handled the Aaron Brockovich case. He's very well connected. Of course he makes a lot of money. It's not a crime for me to spend that money. Like she, I can see right. how she wouldn't know that the money was coming from illegal means. However, everything she's said and done on this season disproves any credibility she might have had with, like, I had no idea to me. Including, including, she says, this girl says, I don't know how to go to a bank. I was only allowed to use credit cards. And I only, and I, and I would, like, ask for cash. So if he was, had such tight reins on her financially, if she was only allowed to use the American Express, then wouldn't she go, oh, honey, I've got $80 million in my LLC all of a sudden. Like, so what? what is it, Erica? Was he just, like, gifting you money because you thought he was so fucking rich? Or was he, did he, was he, like, abusively with finances and was only giving you a credit card? It just doesn't, it just, like, does not add up, which is what Sutton is saying. She's mm-hmm. like, this does not add up. There's just, like, too much that she's claiming to have not known. And if that's the if that's the alibi, then what is with all these other side stories that we're hearing? Yeah, absolutely. Like what what is all of this? And I too am enjoying Sutton in a way that I have not before. And I'm not even I wasn't even like a huge Sutton hater. I think we could both agree that we just didn't get the Sutton stands. Yeah. Like that is what I sort of didn't understand. But now I'm like loving the critical thinking and the accountability that she is bringing to this show um, and this conversation because it's important. Yeah, it's, I ugh. I think that as all these, you know, white rich women do on the show, Sutton has some blind spots when it comes to um, a woman of color's experience. And I don't think she knows how to have that conversation. I think there was some racism involved with it. I don't necessarily think, you know, I think it is for Crystal to say how she feels about that interaction with Sutton. So I don't want to totally like say, no big deal, it's all good. And I thought that this conversation with Garcelle and Crystal, first of all, I really enjoyed seeing a situation where there wasn't just one person against every other woman at the table. Like Garcelle and Crystal could each speak to their own experience and be inclusive to each other to share what they were trying to say with the rest of the non you know people of color at the table which I thought was very unique not something we get on any other franchise and second of Mm -hmm. all you then see like Dorit who you know we've grown to love also have a huge blind spot thinking like oh yeah Yeah. I hire people to take care of my children and so that's why they will respect like non-white people is like a crazy fucking thing to say (laughs) you know yeah it was not good yeah So I think like what we're all getting used to watching these shows and what they're getting used to, you know, having these conversations is that it's like deeply uncomfortable and like we're not really sure how to handle it when someone makes such a fucking egregious mistake. But I thought what the way Garcelle presented her perspective to everybody was really strong and important and she did a great job of saying it in a way that these women who could have gotten very defensive actually ended up I think receiving it and that's not like her that's not on her her to do but I was very impressed with her for doing that yeah it was nice to see it felt like the the conversation came up organically it felt like everybody was at least comfortable enough to say what their perspective was even when it was something that was perhaps flawed at times depending on who it was coming from and it it's 
it's interesting to see her too and when it cuts back to her confessionals explain how she's receiving what people are saying so like when kathy was like well i don't see color and i grew up with michael jackson and he didn't either so that means i'm right and she's like listen when i hear kathy say that i know that what she's saying is I do like treat people equally and I see people equally, but that she has to understand that that is different and not acknowledging my blackness is not acknowledging like me and, mm -hmm. and what is it a part of my identity? So it's, it mm -hmm. was like very well. It was also, yeah, just like such a good scene, which makes it sound, it makes it sound like I'm making it smaller than it is, but it was a great scene. And like, again, an already spectacular episode. Yeah. Um, and it definitely seemed like it was achieving a lot of what like, the the Roni franchise is like trying to do <laughs> and so I'm like back on team Beverly Hills in terms of it was executed well and it seems like authentic and good and like that's a step in the right direction in a lot of ways and yeah Dorit like to fucking put your foot in your fucking mouth Ugh. and then to see her get she did get defensive and was like well no I you've been to my house you know it's not just people of color who are working for me it's like Dorit shut up I be know. like oh you know what? I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, now I'm hearing myself. Like, take a second to be like, no, I just actually heard what I said, and I will think about that. Ooh, like, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, let's talk about Shabbat. <laughs> yeah, let's get into Speak of the Devil, Roni. Um, wow, what an episode. Uh, how, how can you be ramona singer and come back from this oh my like, god what the actual fuck? so funny okay so first of all i just want to say sonia morgan calling this black sabbath is the funniest joke like it's such a good name for what was going on second of all there was only one jewish woman at the shabbat so i was very confused like why this was happening maybe i guess it's because leah was converting so they wanted to do something to include leah that was converting and didn't wasn't ebony initially planning it with her boyfriend who was jewish oh maybe okay and okay. then he, he broke up with her right before and that's why they were like what an asshole like she was planning this party and she yeah. was like i'm still gonna do the party anyway uh well it makes it even funnier that there was like no reason for them to be doing shabbat <laughs> um so this shabbat table was one of the worst i've ever seen i don't know why there was like a michael's art and arts and crafts like holly wreath on the table with like led lights from amazon um if you're going to do a new york shabbat on bravo like you better bring out your crate and barrel like everything like i don't understand <laughs> Shabbat is supposed to be like a beautiful dinner that you have with your friends and family and this was like fucking arts and crafts like storytelling time I don't know I don't know what, what this woman was thinking she also was like oh my god let me apologize on behalf of all the Jews to Ramona because they bullied her and shunned her when she moved to New York like what is going on in this woman's mind um <laughs> For those of you who didn't watch, uh, Ramona Singer is like triggered by literally any conversation about anything that's not about her. And she, I don't know, Ebony was trying to talk about her experience. And, uh, you know, this woman, what was her name? Archie, I think, was mm -hmm. who was the only Jewish person there throwing the Shabbat. She was trying to talk about the relationship between the black community and the Jewish community. 
And Ramona just like flipped the fuck out. And we learned that she at one point was going to convert to Judaism for a guy she was engaged to. Then we learned that, you know, the Jews of New York shunned her because she was Catholic when she first moved there. Then we learned that she used to stay up awake at night and cry and wish to be Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my favorite thing about Ramona Singer is that she cries because she's not Jewish. I think that's so fucking funny. That's that's that would have to be your favorite thing about anybody. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's just pretty good. Um, It's. Also, yeah, just to want to clarify, say, there's no gefilte fish in Shabbat. Just letting everyone know that's not, that's the incorrect holiday. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I also have to say that Leah at the beginning practicing her like Hebrew was like me auditioning for Fiddler on the Roof in high school <laughs> um, because it, that was exa- the exact same prayer that you had to learn. And I wanted to play Tevia's wife. And so I was like learning and it sounded exactly like her. And I was like 16. Oh my um, God, I'm sorry. They made you audition with the candle blessing? That was yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That was a part of it. Wow. Um, I've actually been in like a lot of like musicals and plays uh, that like have so much like Judaism in it. So I've like felt like very, you know, the opposite of Ramona. <laughs> I feel not at all bullied by the Jews. <laughs> That's so um, funny. I feel very included in a super fun way. Um, I I just like seeing her have this meltdown and then go into the kitchen and start yelling at the caterers that she can't have fatty snacks was all I was like this woman's unstoppable like this is an unstoppable force of insanity on television but it's also like let her I want to like pull her now like don't do do not have Ramona back for another season watching Leah go she was like I was bullied by the Jews in college they hated me and Leah goes I bet everyone in college hated you Ramona like everyone did like she made let this be her like last her final act bravo like pull the plug on Ramona no I I had the same reaction I was like look obviously I'm Jewish so it's like I can laugh about this it's fine I can take it but it it is like extremely problematic I don't know why she's getting a pass I was like she has to be done like they can't keep having her she's gonna do something so irredeemable and I don't want to wait until we get to that moment I want to have some memories of like She's crazy and started to get problematic, but then it stopped and it's okay. She comes on Watch What Happens Live sometimes. Yeah, like like can't don't do. It's like a a sitcom that runs too long. Yeah, don't let her do the last couple seasons where it peters out. Like just pull her now, pull her while it's good. Have you read at all about this drama with the reunion at all? No. That she won't come tape the reunion. Oh my god. So they haven't taped a Roni reunion. She's going to Vicky Gumbelson herself. That's what's happening. Mm. Um, I feel mm. like they're going to gra- They're going to have to figure out like what the next round of this is, but they're going to have to like graduate past her. I also have to say shout out to Sonia for saying, "Can we please listen to the blacks and the Jews?" You know? <laughs> like can we? Can we please listen? <laughs> can we please listen to the blacks? And that those poor people sitting at the table and that man just like taking the longest sip of his wine glass like raising his eyebrows. 
they were I like where Ebony are we like, <laughs> it was like this was a horrible idea <laughs> i regret hosting this entire event like it has to go so far for a housewife hosting to say that at all like to just be like i'm consumed with regret there's no it's, and it's not even like i'm i regret inviting ramona she's like i am upset i'm sorry that this whole thing happened like this is just too much it and it's great. still going on next week it's like a to be continued which is why i know i'm like I'm weirdly like, honored that they thought shabbat was like important enough to stretch over two episodes i was like thank you so much it's a day of rest i appreciate it <laughs> like, oh my god wow what an episode wow, wow, wow. it was wild i was on the edge of my seat the whole time pretty good what a gift what a gift this week just gave us so much uh both literally and on our television um also i just um, wanted to say we went on trust the bachelor process and we like really got into the bachelorette finale oh, yes. so if you guys want to hear us like fully talk about why greg sucks then head on over to trust the bachelor process yeah please go to trust the bachelor bachelor process and listen to us like scream about aunt Lindsay. oh my god <laughs> yeah um yeah i also forgot that that happened this week that's crazy but yeah all of our thoughts are there we had like so much fun um screaming about that show and then also, we're, your girls are just, like, a little pooped from our week of being <laughs> celebrities, from just, like, trying to get to the bottom of this Erica Jane mess, from Ramona screaming about the Jewish community. We need a summer break. So your girls are uh, taking a couple weeks off. But you guys will be fine. That's right. And You'll if there's good. anything, if there's any breaking news or anything important, then I promise you we will Instagram story our takes. And uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, you're going to miss out on a really good picture of me with my husband, Kenny. So I would go check it out. <laughs> uh, but everybody stay safe and stay cool. And uh, we will be back in a bit. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.